Okay, welcome back to On the Table. It's been a while, and we are back in session. Coming up on Monday, we're going to be talking about all the good things that are coming up on the final week of the session. This term is wrapping up. Uh, we'll see what magic our friends have scheduled for us to decide. Hopefully, it's full of good things that are going to make lives better and opportunities better for more people in Pennsylvania. I'm Representative Dan Miller. We're going to be talking about next week now going into October 24th. So with me as always is uh, John and Steph uh, from my office. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dan? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay, John. Thanks for asking. I always well, I'm doing appreciate when you yeah. a quick answer. He's like, I'm good. That's good. Steph, what's new? Well, it's Friday, so I'm fantastic. You're fantastic. You guys are both in such good spirits. I tell you, I, I, um, I'm not obviously. Uh, my Yankees are down uh, two nothing in Houston, uh, so this is a problem. Uh, Phillies though, still in it. Who's, who's a Philly fan? Anybody? Not me. John? John, you're a Philly. I, fan, I, I grew up with them, so I have to support them. What's the chances here? What are you thinking? I mean, it's always the Phillies. Philly teams always disappoint. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, look, ever they since, always get our hopes up and then they always crush them. So, you know, ever since you guys got rid of Girardi, uh, Philly has been on the move. So, uh, and look, did you predict that they would beat the Braves? No, 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 I did not I, I don't even anywhere near. No, no that, was, that was good. Look, if you told me that you get to the, um, uh, the National League Championship without the Braves and the Dodgers, I would have been, uh, I would never Shut believe up. Yeah, Steph is being a Dodgers fan for some reason, right? Because she represents. Yeah, why are you a Dodgers? Oh, fan? you totally do because you're a big Yankees fan. You live in Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh. Come yeah. on. Really, really. So you have no so good, idea though. that I was born on the Connecticut New York border. But you love the Pirates, right? I do. What's wrong with baseball? Why are you a Dodgers fan? Seriously. Um, I was when I was little. I loved Mike Piazza. He was like my favorite player in sure. the whole universe. Yeah. Steroids help out. Yeah, I no, did it's not. good. Yeah. Piazza. All right, that's good. It's good stuff. All right, well, we'll see what happens, obviously. Uh, so this is next week now, so we're going to be going over what is up on the agenda. This is We are scheduled to be in session Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. We have bills that are on second and third consideration. It takes three considerations for the magic pass or fail to be done. We'll be going back and forth. The Senate is also in session, so we'll be seeing bills also in concurrence. That's when one side makes a small change and they kick it back to the other to see if we agree or not. So there's, um, you know, kind of be interesting to see what kind of makes to cut. So there will be bills that we have that are scheduled, and then there will be things that could be surprising, right? So who doesn't like a surprise? John, you feeling good? Uh, I, I don't like the Republicans surprising us. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> generally not helpful to us. Well, we'll take a look. We have 23 bills. Let's look at by the numbers. 23 bills are going to be second and third for Monday and Tuesday. Don't forget, Wednesday is, uh, you know, always kind of a surprise day to see what actually, you know, kind of comes up. But we have 23 bills that are scheduled uh, for vote, second and third consideration. Out of those 23 bills, 22 of them are Republican bills. So we have one. This sounds exciting. Uh, oh, it's a resolution. But yeah. it is done by Chair Delicio, uh, who is... Um, we'll be retiring at the end of uh, this term here. Uh, the good chair, Pam Delisio, um, children, youth. Uh, let's see what this one is. It creates a study conducted uh, to look at the policies, the implied childhood trauma, make recommendations 
um, for trauma-informed policy. That you know, okay. Well, look, you know, that's great for Pam. I know it's a passion of hers to talk about, and we are very pleased that she gets a chance to talk about that issue. So anyhow, the one bill or one resolution is a Pam bill on, on trauma, and that sounds pretty good, right? That's not bad. Mm -hmm. that's no, not it's absolutely. good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, luckily, this uh, as we get to the end here, there are no bridge namers uh, on party line votes. So we do have. Uh, at least one uh, party line vote. We're going to talk about Senate Bill 786 uh, in a little bit as well. Uh, most of the bills, 20 or so of the bills, have uh, received some Democratic success, or I'm sorry, uh, Democratic, um, uh, what is it, approval, uh, one with our <laughs> committee yeah, support. So that's pretty good. And uh, 11 committees um, are coming, are sending these bills to us uh, and are active. So we have what, Judiciary, State Government, Tourism, voting meetings, I don't know if that's a lot, though. Is it a lot of it, committee? No, I would say no. I mean, there's a lot of committee meetings going on, but most of them are public hearings this week. So only three are voting, which you just which mentioned. Which also makes sense at the end of the term. I mean, yeah. there wouldn't be enough session days to to get something through. That's a good point. Yeah. So we'll have a hearing and then hope to, I guess, bring it back up maybe in January. Keep in mind, of course, uh, now that we're at the end of session, um, Every bill that does not pass during this uh, session will have to be reintroduced in order for it to be considered in the next. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, the committees, yeah, only a couple bills are down there. Three, uh, three voting um, bills looks like um, in committees, uh, all Republican. Um, yeah. And so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll take a look to see what happens out of the committees. But again, I think the interesting thing is going to be what happens on concurrence um, mm -hmm. or the rules committee, rules committee, kind of like the. The catch-all, right, Steph? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rules Committee is kind of like the you never know what's going to happen committee. <laughs> Anything could happen in their committee. Yeah, so. we obviously have a couple topics that are being kicked around, including um, the uh, Larry Krasner, Philadelphia mm -hmm. DA situation. We are hearing other uh, considerations regarding that. Sort of like the, the Biden um, uh, sort of big environmental bill that was passed, mm -hmm. but also included language on hydrogen hubs. Yep. So yeah. those could also be issues that we we may find uh, that we have to address whether we like it or not. Uh, so yeah, it's the last week of session. I don't know. I always feel like um, uh, when you're getting towards the end here, it's kind of like, um, I think it's kind of funny because they go, well, it's the end of session. But of course, they could add any day that we ever wanted to bring us back in to discuss anything that we need to discuss. You know, all the things that we would like to do, paid leave or anything else. Like they always say, well, we're out of time, but you could just. Yeah. Well, You're like, are you, though? <laughs> like, but really? When you control and there hasn't been a special session called in, in quite yeah. a couple of years. Oh, now. my God. But you don't even Forever. need it. Right. I mean, look, you could like. Why complain about running out of time when you control the clock? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like literally it's not even like it's like a basketball game or something where you're like, look, time's you know, up. Yeah, <laughs> time's up. It's like, oh, dude, man, just add another day. So it's um, anyhow, it will always be a disappointment about the type of things, unfortunately, that the majority does not want us to talk about. Um, yep. But we'll see if we get something at, at, at all maybe this week here. But before we get into the uh, weekly schedule, um, let's take a look at the PA fun fact. <laughs> um, okay, it's been a little bit. You guys have had some time to come up with a with a cool one. So this is going to yeah. who's doing the fun fact? I am. All right, Steph, yeah. make us a believer. Well, I'm I'm gonna bet that you're gonna be like this is lame, but I thought it was cool. But I'm <laughs> kind ahead. of like nerdy, which I wouldn't think from you because you're kind of like a history dude. I that's true. Yeah, I was a history teacher. That that's correct. That worked. Okay. I taught ninth, tenth, and twelfth grade history. So go ahead. Yes. So. 
so even though Delaware was designated as the first state, the Keystone State is a state of, with a lot of firsts. So I made a list of firsts. Uh, the first baseball stadium was built in Pittsburgh in 1909. Okay. The first computer existed in Philly in 1946, which I think is weird, but cool. The first daily newspaper was published in Philly in 1784. Yeah. The Philadelphia Zoo was the first public zoo in the U.S. And the first piano in America was built in, again, Philly in 1775. Okay. All right. Well, look, that's, I'm going to say those are all true. John, true? I believe it's not so, the yeah. game. Yeah. We're, we not doing... playing two, we're not playing two truths and a lie. We can start we... that up, though, if you want. I, I think that's I, I'm going to say they're all true. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, that's uh, that's good. That's not bad stuff. You did OK. Finding some things to talk about about Pennsylvania, a little fun fact. So uh, at least you, pit, you pivoted away from Delaware. So that yeah. that works out. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate that. Um, and let's move on to uh, sort of the bills of note. Uh, so, John, I think you're talking about 786, right? Yeah. So this is actually a really interesting bill on um, what what are called like open campuses. Uh, now, this basically already exists between school districts. And we also have um, intermediate units, which are basically um, I think there are 13 in the state. There are 500 school districts and they allow you know, school districts to, you know, maybe specialize in something, allow um, open, in, uh, sorry, open campuses allow school districts to um, share knowledge, take one class and one course and uh, one school and come back to your home school district. Um, this could be really important if, say, you know, uh, there's a couple school districts outside of Philly that do um, African-American studies. And so if your school doesn't do that, you could go to their school and take that class. Um, also for, say, for instance, Native American histories, um, Susquehanna could do one on the Susquehanna Indians. And, you know, if you go to Central Dolphin, you could go and take that class there. Um, now, these are agreements that already exist between public schools, um, and this would allow charter schools or cyber charter schools to move into that space as well. Um, the school districts are not don't have a problem with um, school, uh, sorry, charter schools and cyber charter schools coming in. The big nuance that's going to be the like fight over this is that the way the bill is currently written, the way the Republicans wrote it, if you are not part of one of these agreements, mm -hmm. you would have to pay a fee if a student of yours decided to go there. So if a cyber charter school decided to do, I, I don't know, ancient aliens as a as a topic that they decided to do and your student takes that and you don't offer that class at your school, um, your school district still has to pay for that. Well, and I mean, that's going to be a big problem if they can just start charging public schools yeah. for for that. Yeah. Look, I, although I'll tell you, I don't know, you had had me a bit on this ancient aliens course. Maybe, they, maybe they <laughs> I watched be. that show. That's oh, a good show. Where you're going on this? I don't know. Yeah. Look, um, you know, it, it's funny what 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 passes for local control. Uh, really, when we talk about education and, you know, it, it's um, I, it used to seem like such a bright line concept where we were able to really sort of understand, you know, uh, where uh, local and state kind of had some uh, delineation, but also where maybe where each uh, sort of uh, the Democrats and Republicans sort of drew the line. Um, you know, my 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 years being in Harrisburg now tell me that there is no straight line. It's all over the board. And it will look yeah. like some sort of like a fault line cool. crack through or some, yeah. some shattering of glass almost to try and figure out what local control means anymore in uh, 
in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it sounds like something that, that maybe could work, but again, you know, when you erode and, and force uh, those types of costs, um, especially when we, yeah. well, and we still haven't fixed the problems with our, our charter uh, school law in the first mm. place, it becomes difficult to add just another crack in the system. So, all right, we'll take a look to see what happens. What about um, Steph? What's your bill of note? So mine is Senate Bill 1208, and it is actually, it deals with um, reform of uh, collection of fines, fees, and restitution. Um, and it's actually a compromise bill from a bill that was voted earlier, I believe earlier last year, um, Senate Bill, another Senate Bill. Um, so, and this is actually a good one because you did a lot of work in this space and the bill that was voted last year, but was vetoed by Governor Wolf, right. uh, you had an amendment to. So it's a, it's a really cool I think I think it's a good compromise. I think that most of the stakeholders um, have signed off on it and support it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Look, it's um, you know, uh, and I remember uh, the discussion also. Um, yeah. Donna Bullock, uh, Chair 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 Bullock was oh, yeah. also very um, helpful in us, uh, sort of like trying to bring some concerns about that previous bill. Yeah. Uh, that led to um, the governor's veto of it. So. You know, look, we still have a long way to go with fines costs. Uh, you know, we have a bill uh, out there that would actually prioritize restitution over fines and costs, mm -hmm. um, but also talk about how to make fines and costs actually uh, a, a little more fair when it comes to, um, yeah. you know, the amount of income somebody has. It's you could charge. Well, that was somebody, your amendment, wasn't it? Like that was your whole amendment. Yeah, if I recall, it was a sizable one, but, you know. Oh, it, it was a complete out, gut and replace amendment. And it was like. <laughs> It was really cool. No, it was really. I love those, yeah. though, because it's like bold. It's a bold statement. Um, well, but it's basically to help people who can't afford to pay the unpaid fines and fees. And you, your amendment sort of met, met, met them where they are and allowed them to pay on a fee schedule that was appropriate for them. Well, so. But, you know, look, it, it's and to some degree, look, fee schedules are not new. But the, the challenge that comes up with it is that if you're going to like an ARD, a first time offender program, yeah. and you have a cost of three thousand dollars, um if you make $78,000 a year, maybe that $3,000 is not going to, you know, uh, be the biggest impediment for you completing the program. But if you make $20,000 a year and are given to the same uh, cost of $3,000, um, then you're going to likely not be able to keep up with the payments for that program. Uh, when I was a public defender, the number one reason why people were getting uh, kicked out of the ARD program was because they couldn't pay the cost. So then the state would end up picking up the costs for then putting the person on probation when they shouldn't be on probation and dealing yeah. with everything that could come from that. So, look, there's a lot there. That's why we kind of wrote a big bill, and that's why we raised some concerns about how fines costs uh, should be done. Uh, restitution, again, should be prioritized. Uh, but one of the challenges that our court systems have is that um, the legislature is not paying enough of the freight. So yeah. over the last 20 years, you're seeing more and more uh, of the court's uh, operating expenses being kind of passed on uh, to the people who come before them. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it is a bad precedent. But anyhow, look, 1208 is a better bill, right? So we're moving in. in you're in, moving in, in the right direction. I don't think it's obviously everything that you wanted to see, but it's not something that you're going to like. So, for instance, the bill that that preceded this one, you voted against uh, you and, and, nine, and all of your other Democrat colleagues because it it really impeded the ability of poor people to pay. And it kind of like you know, it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was just not a yeah, good bill. So 
it's, yeah. look, I'm glad we are where we are with it. So mm -hmm. uh, that was a good fight, one worth uh, making. And, and yeah. uh, so I look forward to see what happens with 1208. Okay, committee previews. Uh, obviously here we talked about there's only three voting committee meetings this week that are currently scheduled anyhow, um, and not too much action uh, on that front. But let's take a look at our committee spotlight. John, where are we going today? Yeah, so it's going to be state government. Um, and one of the, the government, OK, I feel like we've talked about them every time. So far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of interesting stuff going on in state government. Um, but I mean, I've, this is actually a really interesting bill and one that's a little bit close to my heart um, because it would be allowing for open uh, primaries in Pennsylvania, um, as as maybe your listeners know, or maybe they don't. Um, if you are an independent in Pennsylvania, you can't really actually vote in the primaries. Yeah. Um, and that is an enormous number of voters in Pennsylvania. Um, we had some statistics on this. Um, it was like 1.2 million Pennsylvanians are registered as uh, independents. It's one of the uh, largest you know, groups in the state. Um, it's 16 percent of the electorate are uh, registered as independent. So and a lot of people aren't registered at all. So um, it, it would actually be very interesting because it would allow independents to pick one of the parties and go into their, you know, essentially like caucusing with the Democrats this election, maybe with the Republicans next election. Um, it wouldn't allow Democrats to vote in Republican primaries or Republicans to vote in Democrats, um, but it would allow independents to have a voice um, okay, in so primary elections. Now, is this a is this a hearing? Is this a, a, no, vote this is a voting meeting? This is a voting All right, so let me ask you this, though, just and I've not seen this bill as yet. Right. But I yeah. we have debated these issues a bit before. But so what if you want to uh, what if you have primaries in both the Senate and the House, but you mm -hmm. want to vote for maybe the Democratic candidate for Senate and the Republican candidate for House? Yeah. So that's a good question. On this, you would have to choose one or the other. You have to choose a party ballot to join. Ugh. And you can switch we back and forth year that. to year, but you can't do, you know, the Republican Senate and the Democratic House. You would have to choose one whole ballot or one whole ballot. You know, it's always amazing to me what we can't do. Like we can't yeah. like we can, you know, it's uh, like they give know. a little bit of an inch and then you're like, wait, I thought we could do. But we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon. We can't figure this out. Yeah. The, I mean, the way that they write it in the bill, is it essentially for that election? the ballot is considered that you are a Republican or you are a Democrat for that. That's just the way that they wrote it. Now, could maybe say there was a, a different person writing the bill? Could they come up with that and allow that? Probably. Um, but just in this bill, this is the way that they went with it. All right. All right. Well, John, you're excited by this. You know, I, obviously, as I noted, I'm from New England um, and we, we've had open primaries, I, I think, almost all the states yeah, out so, there, but huh. Pennsylvania what? is only one of nine. So only, only one, one of nine. nine yeah. Um, but there are, it is more common in this area. It's um, New York, it's Delaware, and it's Maryland yeah. and Pennsylvania. Well, you so know, all of our Mar I've heard, come on, Maryland. Yeah. I've heard You're people talk about, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, look, when they come up there, they say, well, look, this is where the party is supposed to pick their nominee. Right. And I'm like, well, that's true. Although you're doing it in a, in a public space with public dollars. So if yes. like the party really wanted to pick its nominee, then how about you just run it without any public money involved at all? And, so, and that is a, an interesting thing because they kind of want to have it both ways. 
yeah. that they're private when they want to be private and they're public when they want to be public. But of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'll be interested to see what happens. We'll have to take a look. I, I did not see this one as yet, but I mean, we've talked. And obviously, open primaries, like you mentioned, are, are I guess, uh, it's a good concept. Almost, you know, yeah, almost all over the place. And then. At a lot of the constitutional amendments, the Republicans are trying to schedule them for primaries. And if you can't vote in that primary, you are less likely to go for a constitutional vote as well. Right. Although, so, look, I mean, you can if you you could go vote, though, of course. You right? could so vote you on that, there, but you, you wouldn't be able to one. vote. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't be well, able to look, vote on a whole slate of um, candidates. Oh, yeah, that's All true. Right. All right, John. Look, you're—I tell you're—you're you're giddy about this. It's yeah. his thing. So, yes. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, I we'll like take a look. Form. We'll take a look. Like we said, everybody, this is um, the final week of session, at least before the election. There is currently, anyhow, session days scheduled um, the week after the election. So we'll see if those days hold in some way. We also do expect—you got to expect almost the unexpected—the final week here before the election. There are some big topics that are out there, uh, so we may actually be back on to give you an update with it. Um, but otherwise, I tell you guys, look, I, I appreciate it. This has been our first, uh, obviously, our first sort of uh, uh, effort here in trying to run this podcast. So I very much appreciate uh, Steph and John being with me throughout the whole time as we work to try and find new ways to communicate with our constituents and to pass on information. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a chance. I still hope we'll do the uh, something in November. I think we'll have some other things coming up. And then obviously we'll take a look to see what happens after the election as well. We'll leave that to another time. But we, uh, guys, I appreciate it. Anything else? You guys doing okay? Steph, well, uh, Halloween's coming up. What are you going to be? I don't know yet. Usually I'm like a big box of French fries because it's easier because you can like just pull the whole thing over your Wait, head and wear jeans. What do you mean usually? Is this a common thing? You're a big box of French fries? Yeah, so I bought it a long time ago when um, when my when Zoe was little, so my daughter, and um, that's what I would go around with her in Halloween. And we, you could just keep it. It was wow. just easy. All yeah, right. a box All of French right. fries. And my, my husband was a milkshake. That's fantastic. Okay, not bad. John, what do you mean? Uh, well, my nephew is going to be a uh, is going to be Scooby Doo. So we can fit oh, that's in funny. with uh, his Zoe's dogs. going as Daphne this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Scooby. Now, well, how old is Zoe now? Going? What is she, 32? Oh, Zoe's going to wear that to a college um, party. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, all I know is I'm supposed to put together, uh, we have a big inflatable dragon with moving wings. Oh, yeah. So we got to get that guy back up. My kid was on me about it recently. You better so hurry gotta... up. It's the 21st. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm pacing myself. Yeah, okay. This this weekend we'll get a lot done. Yeah, sure. There's nothing else for... going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I don't know. We'll take a look, but look, it's it's a good thing. Halloween's always fun uh, for the kids, obviously. So, all right, guys. Well, listen, we'll see what happens. Uh, Steph, uh, uh, when you're in the fry costume, let's check it out. John, I don't know, dude. Shaggy, shaggy it up. Come on. Oh. Come on. You could try that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not, not if I cut my hair, though. So. <laughs> all right. We'll see what you can do. All right, guys, thanks again, and we'll catch you on On the Table again hopefully soon. Bye.